Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Oglethorpe? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't Need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, Welcome to Season 11, Episode 2 which is episode number 378 all-time of the often-imitated, never-duplicated, when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast and the longest-running St. Louis Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to rockin'thatidlife.com and centeriseabrewery.com for probably sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It is Wednesday, October 5th, and we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, to interact with the show on social media, just do a search for us. You will find us at LGB Radio is the handle on the socials. And if you haven't already done so, please like, follow, and subscribe. Appreciate it. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for the big show this evening are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. The agenda for tonight includes discussion about, uh, we got some preseason chatter, the uh, diagnosis of Prunovich's injury, and uh, the Blues finally listened, uh, listened to us, and they have uh, announced that they're creating a Hockey Hall of Fame. So we'll be discussing that and who we think should be in. Um, we really should be on the Blues payroll for for this stuff. Just just give us three offices down a hallway, out of the way. We'll call it the Hall of Justice. Um, and let us make organizational decisions. Uh, not team-based necessarily, but, uh, you know, like what numbers to retire, you know, and stuff like the Hall of Fame. Because we, 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 oh, we, we're, we've, we're ahead of the we game. All- We'll be we'll be in charge of all that kind of stuff. Does that include like in-game presentation? In-game presentation. Yes. yes. All right, I'm in. Think, Let's do it. I think uh, Angela Sharp would have a job again if she wants it. Oh yeah, um, she'd be our. Uh, I don't want to say producer. I guess she could be our producer. She, you know, she'd be the fourth voice on the show. You know what, sure. Bill? You've been demoted to producer. Angela <laughs> will be the third voice. <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> uh we will uh we'll also talk about the uh the mess that is hockey canada uh, all that and more on this episode of let's go blues radio Are you ready to talk some 
Hockey boys, we were, we discussed last week uh, possibly doing a live fantasy draft uh, for our league on this show, but uh, that didn't come together soon enough, quick enough. So we kind of yeah. dropped the ball on that. Let's just call right. it what it. Let's just call well, a spade a spade here. I'm we left to... it where it was last week. Yes, we didn't. Adam tried to have conversation with us. We were like, "Oh yeah, we'll figure it out." We got a whole week till the next show, and then it was five days, and it was four days, then it was three days, and and then it was oh. six o'clock tonight. And... Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, oh, oh shit! Yeah. Literally, it was the best. I, 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 you know, is it? Was it six o'clock? It was a message from Kurt. What time was that? <laughs> no, it was. It was after that. It was seven thirty-nine. Yeah, it was thirty-nine. Oh shit! Are we doing the draft during the show? We didn't really plan that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not. Because <laughs> we talked last week about maybe you know what screen to share, how that would work without giving away you know cued uh, 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 picks and stuff and all that junk. So uh, we got to figure it out. <laughs> we'll we'll figure probably. It out. We'll probably do it. I don't know. Try and do it live if we can't. We'll just do it off air or whatever. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. Figure it out. We'll figure. It out. Uh, we can always record it and post it as extra content on YouTube. That is or true, but we'd still need a way to put it all together and have the. It'd be nice to have the pics on screen. That's all I'm saying. That's that's. Do you think there'd be any way to do that? We'll just put a camera over your shoulder and you can just write them out. How about yeah, that? Yeah, that's no. We need a board. Just do it in person. Yeah. Just do a, a big board and slap. Maybe next oh. year we'll do like a like because I've been to those before. They're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, me too. Actually, Jason from Blues Hockey Podcast does one every year, and uh, unfortunately, I left his league this year. But yeah, I think it's it's always a lot of fun to do it that way. Mm. The, the uh, some announcements we got the uh, season preview show uh, that we're doing uh, next week uh, live from Cardinals Nation in Ballpark Village. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, the Cardinals' uh, first round wild card series playoff has been announced, but uh, we're waiting to see if they win that series. Uh, if they do, it'll be a home game uh, on that Saturday, so we'll have to figure out times. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's the official pregame party of the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Cardinals Nation hosts the official pregame party, and uh, it's inside the Hall of Fame Club on the second floor inside Cardinals Nation. All-inclusive party for two and a half hours up to the first pitch. A full buffet with stadium favorites such as hot dogs, brats, nachos, entree selections, salads, and desserts, along with a full-service all-inclusive bar. Uh, you can join the rabid Cardinals fan base for what has become a legendary tradition, um, game day tradition. The party is interactive with all patrons uh, everyone has a chance to play fun games trivia random giveaways and then uh, spot a cardinal legend from time to time who was there was someone there uh earlier this season who was it it was uh oh, i forgot it's much shorter than i uh, remember him being <laughs> from a tito landrum tito landrum reminds me of young tito landrum uh tickets are available for the official Cardinals pregame party at cardinals.com slash pregame. Um, season ticket holders and Hall of, or Hall of Fame museum members receive $10 off as a thank you. Uh, if you don't uh, have that in your back pocket, you can use promo code DJ Joe and save $5 on your ticket. Uh, so you can follow cards, uh, the cards pregame on Twitter at cards pregame or on Facebook slash Cardinals Nation. So the tickets are like forty bucks, and you can get ten bucks off if you're a member of those of those things, or you can get five dollars off. So it's really cheap. And I, my daughter and I went uh, over the weekend uh, on Saturday. To uh, that was a blast. 
uh, saw on uh, the first and saw one of uh, Pujols and uh, Yachty's and last game as a, as a Cardinal. So that was a lot of fun. She had a blast at the pregame party. Um, good stuff. Joe puts on a good show. Yes, he does. Um, Although apparently he has aged 20 years in about four <laughs> years. That, yeah. that can't be real, can it? Those He said those images were from 2016. That's that six can't years. Be right. Well, six years. Yeah, but I'm saying, look at how we've aged in six years. I mean, we've aged a little, but I mean, he looks like he's put on 20, 30 years in that time. They're going to they're going to say pounds. <laughs> well, that too. But I've done that. <laughs> he, I think maybe he's more dead. I mean, I didn't know him back then. Maybe he's more deadpan now than he used to be because he has a whole persona, right? Where he's just like he's just this 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 monotone deadpan humor. And back, he, the old pictures he showed, he was smiling and stuff, and he doesn't he doesn't do any. Of he doesn't that. smile. <laughs> no, he's very deadpan funny. Uh, so I think he's maybe to change his act and just changes his look. He's all slunched maybe. over. <laughs> maybe he's got like a twin brother, and that used to be the twin brother show. That's uh, possible. His name it is, is Mo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mo and Joe. Yeah. Mo and Joe. Mo and Joe. Uh, the, uh, Jeff, you said the, uh, Ponder cup is open. What does that mean? Yes. Available for yeah. registration. Okay. Yep. So we've, we've got things rolling, uh, still working on getting some pretty good items. We've got some good items already for the raffle, but in terms of players, if you're interested in playing, you can play with me. Austin Lynch has signed up again. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. It's, um, I should have the date in front of me. I do not. Uh, let me pull that bad boy up as I keep talking. Um, but yeah, it's in November. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving, the Saturday before Thanksgiving. And um, yeah, uh, six teams now instead of five. Let's see. November 19th uh, starts at 11 o'clock, goes till about 10, 10, 15, 10, 30. Uh, all money benefits be the match foundation and the leukemia and leukemia and lymphoma society of St. Louis. Uh, if you're interested in playing, you don't have to be some veteran, amazing skater. Anybody can play in this. Uh, $50 we've had. We, I mean, we've had literally guys who have never skated before come out and play in this, and it's a lot of fun. We always have a good time. 50 bucks is the player fee. All goes to charity. And, uh, again, for a good good cause, it's a good time. Kurt, you've played. Bill, you played once back in the day and, and have come and showed up and enjoyed the festivities. And, again, I say this every year. You show up, you buy a beer, you buy a soda. Some of that money is going towards the charity. So just showing up and doing that, you are helping us out. So, again, that date is November 19th. It's a Saturday. What else are you going to be doing on a Saturday in November? Starts at 11 o'clock, goes all day. And if you want more information on it, drop in STL.com and then just go over to the Stanley Ponder Cup tab right there in the top right. Uh, the Blue Note 5K is this Saturday. Uh, Jeff will be there in person. Uh, I was going to be there uh, in person, but had some stuff come up, and uh, thankfully was able to switch to virtual for Saturday. So I'll be running it on the bike path near my house. And I'd like to thank uh, Jake, who runs the Blue Note 5K, for uh, helping me switch from an in-person race to virtual. Is very helpful. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it. Uh, Jake Goldsboro, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Came on uh, earlier this summer. We'll have to share that uh, the link to that episode if you're interested, if uh, you're planning on running the 5K for the first time. A lot of fun. 
I'm looking forward to going. Uh, I'm going to have my action cam with me. I, I don't know how exciting it'll be, but I thought it'd be kind of cool to get video of the the whole course itself. And that way maybe for, cause it's downtown this year. It's uh, you go through market, you go through 14th and 15th. And I think you go down to union station. So it should be a pretty fun route. Uh, probably similar to the race for the cure. I wonder if it's similar to the one that uh, was the, um, the all-star one, the all-star 5k. Yeah. I ran, I ran in that one and that was, yeah. that was down there by union station. And Yeah probably it's it's probably the same route but either way still cool Close. uh i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be fun so yeah if you're down yeah. there seek me out look for me <clears throat> hit me up on twitter facebook instagram let me know you'll be down there let's meet up and if you want to I, I was gonna say i feel you know like i'm i'm i am the big downer this year not participating in that <laughs> and i just have not had any time to run um and Quite frankly, my new neighborhood scares me. It's very, very hilly for being in the St. Louis area. It is well, yeah. I mean, if, if people know the area you're in, um, yeah, basically yeah, is, on the bluffs. It's the it's the San Francisco of the Metro East. <laughs> <laughs> it is very hilly on the bluffs. Yeah, it's uh, very out of nowhere too. You'd be driving along, all of a sudden there's hills everywhere. Mm. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's good view, uh, for, good view of St. Louis. For me, for me, I'm uh, I'm coming off that that ear infection I've had. It it was awful. I had COVID in June. Really, only ran maybe three or four times this entire summer. Just got back into it about two weeks ago, and I'm seeing how I'll do on Sunday or Saturday. Should be interesting. You're, you're due to get COVID again, aren't you? Pretty soon. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's coming up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the by the end of November. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need to start a, start a, get a board, start a pool. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I think it's more scheduled than that. And I think luckily, lucky for, for Jeff and all his friends, it's going to be after the, the uh, home opener uh, watch party at Jason's house. So, yes. Yes. Might be where he gets it, though. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Could be very easily. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Uh, announcements, Luna 5K, uh, Ponder Cup. Yeah, that's about it. I think we got um, the official beers of episode number 378. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is CPRICE12, Jeff says JPonder94, and Bills is Billy Blue Note 33. Uh, now, which which order are we going in again? Because me, uh, me, me. Okay. And this week, and I think this week, weren't you, weren't uh, our arrangement on screen here, weren't you on the bottom bill last week? Yes. Um, yeah. 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 I you switched so. it up. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. It was in the order of how we joined. There we go. Yeah. That's how it was, uh, I guess. Because Bill's good. in the middle. Bill's in the middle. There we go. He that's, deserves that's, to be in the middle. It's Bill's tradition. usually, yeah, Bill's usually in the middle. As is tradition. Mm hmm. Insert Bill sandwich joke. It's a Bill sandwich. <laughs> as long as I'm on. <laughs> I ain't as got, long as I'm, I'm not, one of the buns, I don't yeah, care. Not, not a bottom guy. Uh, I'll take bottom. On that note, <laughs> um, yeah. So are we doing beers? Are we doing beers? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing, doing beers. Doing beers. Yeah. Do beers. Good. Uh, okay. All right. Um, my my first beer tonight, and won't be my only beer, but Ultimate Oktoberfest by Founders. 
It's one I was really excited about. Found just a couple of bottles on the shelf at Total Wine when I was in there last week. Um, didn't have time to get it chilled for last week's show, so gave it a, a good week to chill it. And mm, mm, it's okay. Out of out of the Barrel Age series, it's probably eh, bottom three of uh, favorites as far as that goes. Um, it's man, just something something's not working for me. There's some sour to it that i don't like but i'll finish sourness it. sourness at oktoberfest that's yeah interesting. yeah it's not good yeah uh well i am also going with an october uh, one of the oktoberfest beers but uh it's one of the better ones for me at least sam adams uh they make a very good oktoberfest if you've never had it um on tap most places if you ask for a seasonal beer a lot of places will be like oh yeah we got the sam adams on tap so it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest is how I won my beer fridge last year. So I love it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I've got a St. Louis favorite. Four hands chocolate milk stout. Hmm. It's not It's not the absence of white peanut butter variety, but it's the, uh, it's the regular. From four hands chocolate milk stout. Uh, and this is actually, I think this is an old can. It's maybe from last year. Tastes a little weird. Clearing out the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, we will. Hey, you know what? Today in Blue's history, um, I, is he uh, slowing down with his post? Because I haven't, last couple weeks, he has not, he hasn't given us any info. And I feel like we're uh, <laughs> like, hey, our free content is, uh, is, is like sputtering out. Yeah. What is that? Come on. I don't know. We- we're not paying you to not <laughs> post stuff. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> right. I think the last post was on the, what, September 29th or October 2nd, something like that. Jeff, That's go knock on his door right now. I mean, I could go in commercial break and, and be back by the time it starts. <laughs> That's not true. He doesn't live that close, but he is on my running route. Uh, we will uh, get into some uh, Blues preseason chatter, along with some uh, devastating news about the uh, Prunovich injury on the other side of this break from rockin', our friends at Rockin' That ID Life. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinthatidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being which i need with the way i play in phase three i'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts this same triphasic approach helps me when i drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when i need it try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockin'thatidlife.com but make sure to email dustin at rockin'thatidlife at gmail.com and tell him let's go blues radio sent you to receive an additional 10 percent off your order that's rockin'thatidlife.com okay i have a question jeff yeah triphasic the word triphasic in the in the commercial the promo there for uh-huh. rockin that e life 
Was that a was that a written for you to say, or was that something that you had to use a thesaurus for to to look up? I had never heard that word before. Triphasic. It is a it is a, a real word. I'm, I'm sure it's a real uh, but, word. I, I, I know you wouldn't say, you wouldn't slip in non words. Well, I could be like Shakespeare. You don't know. I mean, I do have an <laughs> English degree. Um, no, I uh, it it is a real word. Uh, it was in one of the um, ID Life promos that I saw, so I did okay. steal it. Triphasic, but yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> a fancy word. word. It's mm -hmm. a fancy word. Does he pay like? extra for that? Yeah, I know. It, she... <laughs> Complex word clause mm, <laughs> kicked well, in, you know. No comment, <laughs> Justin. Be quiet down there. Sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're clinging to the sponsors we have. Let's not insult them on the show. Uh, the uh, <laughs> Matt Harris says the uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest is underrated. I'm currently drinking an uh, EG with rum. What's an EG? EG with rum. What is that? No idea. EG with rum. Uh, Come on, Mr. Uh, English degree. What's an EG? I, <laughs> <laughs> you just Wait, are, you say, are you trying to say that English degrees, everyone with an English degree is, a, is an alcoholic? <laughs> no. Because you're probably sure that's probably correct. No, I'm saying that, well, <laughs> that could be true. But I'm saying if Many I have us... a question about a word and I ask you, you should know. EG is it's probably some type of alcohol i don't know i've never heard of that before <laughs> but you would be correct in assuming that english graduates are alcoholics because it, many of us are teachers maybe it's maybe it's a <laughs> i don't know a type of soda teachers something. and lawyers which is like two of the highest right in alcoholism many english that's like one and two where english majors go so we probably say, you know what yes we're alcoholics i'm gonna say the leading uh profession is probably homelessness <laughs> Clip that off. <laughs> the leading profession for homelessness, or for leading profession for alcoholism, is homelessness. I, 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 I will put that up against. Uh, yeah, I'll stand by that. And uh, Ken Morris, Mr. Ponder, is an English literature major. That's true. He's right. And I also have a minor in psychology. Believe it or not which I never use. <laughs> hmm. I have a, I majored in uh, visual communications with a minor in journalism. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. We probably had a lot of similar classes then. Uh, I, most, I mean, was, yeah, I don't know why journalism was my minor. I didn't really plan on, actually, I probably do more journalistic type stuff like loosely not like research, but well, research more so than like out and interviewing, uh, than I do, uh, with my Viscom stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, I do a lot of writing, but I don't, I mean, to be honest, to, to say that I use my English degree and what I do is kind of a stretch. If we're given our CV, I, of course, am going to be the one that has nothing in common with that and, you know, no kind of creative background, really. Uh, econ major, philosophy minor. Wow. I didn't, I'm learning a lot about you fellas tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I actually actually do use my Viscom degree quite a bit. I I do a lot of graphics work, so that's... Uh, I was going to say, I, you do some I nice graphics work. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
Especially like that beautiful new logo you tweeted out tonight, which is, <laughs> I, I honestly, I love it. I think it looks great. Yeah. I mean, we talked in the off season about doing like a little fun mashup with our logo and the old channel 11 uh, blues logo they used to put on the screen because it's our 11th season, you know, channel 11 back in the day had the blues on air. So yeah, it'd be kind of fun. And uh, in my head, I, I didn't really think it through and I'm like, man, we got, we got words in our logo. And so you got to put it between the two ones for the 11 and it's covering up crap and you can't see what a logo is. I'm like, oh, this is tough. So it's, I, I kind of changed it to a inspired by the channel 11 logo. <laughs> uh, it looks good. I think it looks cool. Well, thank you. Uh, Scott Prunovich is out at least six months. The blues announced that uh, our dynamic young defenseman, Scott Prunovich suffered a fractured shoulder and will be reevaluated after six months. Uh, short of his career being over, this is about the worst case scenario that we were, you know, could have had for this stupid injury that we all feared. Uh, he can't catch a break. Good news is that his injury is not related to his other shoulder injury, a torn labrum that he suffered last year due to the uh, to the same shoulder. So there shouldn't be any speculation of at least a chronic shoulder issue. Uh, right now, uh, he also recently suffered a broken wrist. Uh, the six-month timeline—well, that was, that was last year, though, last season. But that was before the sh shoulder. You know, no. we need to start with this new restream. We need to start having more sound effects, um, like a like a terrible morning show. Um, mm -hmm. We need to have the uh, the punch out sound effect when uh, when your guy gets knocked out. Okay. All right. Is there that, that would have been perfect right here? It would have yeah, been. Is there a we, specific one for Glass Joe? Because that would be perfect. <laughs> we need a producer for that because running the show, running the promos, doing the comments, uh, going through the outline, and then also doing uh, sound bites is tough. All right, we'll uh, we'll get on that. Austin, Austin, come work for us for free. <laughs> <laughs> we will pay you nothing. It's an internship. We're not even going to give you respect. So, which, but just know the job's there for you. <laughs> uh, you know, radio interns don't get any respect. So, what's the difference? Right? Yep. Same thing. Agree. Um, the six month timeline for Prunovich will have him miss pretty much the entire season, possibly returning for the final week or so before playoffs. Um, man. I had high hopes for him this season. I probably more so than a lot of people. Um, I really thought he had an excellent chance to be uh, a lot better than people were maybe expecting. And hopefully over time this season, he would have received more playing time in different situations. Uh, Cause last season during the playoffs, especially he really only played the power play uh, and a few shifts here and there. So um, I guess uh, uh, Mikola will be playing a lot more than uh, yeah, expected. Mikola Rosen, I think somebody which, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that aspect and yeah. we can go back to Perunovich. I think Matt Kessel might get a few looks this season. Not saying he's going to be up full time, even on the opening day roster, but I could see them saying like, especially if they lose a game or two in a row and just saying, you know what, let's call this kid up. Let's see what he's got. Like I, I could see him getting some looks and if Perunovich were up with this club, that may not have been this case. So, you know, it, it's one of those situations where you lose a guy, but it's it could be a positive for somebody 
uh, lower on the depth chart, who we've all been kind of wondering how he was going to look. So interesting, but I, I do agree. I think it's the man who's going to be getting those minutes is going to be Nico Mikola. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and Matt Harris says he is a big fan of um, Kessel's play so far in the preseason. I think a lot of people have been. So I Yeah, he the, was great last year yeah. in the playoffs for the, the T-Birds. Yep. Yeah, Ryan Smith was talking him up early on in uh, camp this year uh, when, you know, the Thunderbirds were, were you know, basically with the Blues and he was doing some games um, just not flashy and, uh, you know, just very steady as she goes. So steady as she goes. Um, I think uh, I but yeah, I think uh, maybe I guess Mika will get. Uh, the occasional uh, sit and uh, maybe get Rose in a look or maybe Kessel or, you know, if there's an injury, you know, I guess uh, we'll see who gets called up first. But uh, okay, yeah, uh, Bertuzzo, Mikula, I mean, that's that's your, that's your I guess, your bottom pairing, right? So uh, there, there's not too much doubt with the defense right now, right, as far as who's the six. Because if, yeah, and I think- if, if, if Prunovich was healthy, Right and uh, Scandella were healthy. We'd have some questions. Well, who are they going to go with? Are going to like uh, alt, uh, rotating, you know, uh, bottom pairing kind of a thing, or how's this going to work? Nope. I think the the six is pretty much set. Yep. And I think when you look at uh, what was going on early this uh, summer, feels like eons ago. The the conversation that Tori Krug was on the trade block. I don't think the Blues ever really thought like, okay. Tory Krug, we can trade him. Prunovich is going to fill all of his minutes and we'll be good. I don't think that was ever the conversation. The conversation, I think, was more Perunovich looks pretty good on the power play, and that's one of the biggest reasons we needed Krug was back there as a power play quarterback. And if Perunovich can step in there, and then we can fill Krug's minutes elsewhere uh, in even strength minutes, that we could probably make him expendable. Now you look at it and you say, Thank God they did not trade Corey, Tory Krug because, again, I I think I think though they would be fine if they did, and they've got enough firepower on this power play. But to lose Krug and Perron in well, one off season for your power play would be killer. Well, yeah, and it, that was the biggest thing for for Perunovic coming into the season. How you know how exciting was he? in the playoffs last year. I mean, running point in the power play. It's basically all they let him do. But you were hoping that this year he was going to get the exposure to, to get the defensive assignments and, you know, be given a little more slack to, um, you know, learn the game, make some mistakes, and, you know, um, just get that side of his game rounded out. And this injury is just so killer just because that opportunity is now gone. Well, Krug Krug has a no trade clause, so he's he unless he wanted to go somewhere, he was probably not going to go anywhere. Um, actually, lo- and looking at the the you know, I I forgot that Letty has no trade clause, which is stupid to me. <laughs> yeah, that was the one part of that contract that yeah. I really balked at. Like, yeah. really, you're going to give you'll give one to him, but you're not going to give. I I don't know. I, I agree with not giving a no movement to Petrangelo. But I think if it comes down to it, I give a no movement to Petrangelo before I give a no trade to Nick Letty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean four million dollars and the no trade. So it's a pretty good deal for him. Yeah. But 
Yeah, uh, the Justin Fogg, Tori Krug, uh, Preco, and Letty uh, right now have the note for the full no trade clauses, and Scandella has a modified no trade clause right now. I mean, Which, I, I need to why? look. I, I'll say I need to look at the rest of the NHL, but five defensemen with some type of a no trade, especially this defense, <laughs> that is shocking. And that right there is something that if Armstrong were to be let go in the next two or three years, I think that's one thing you definitely point at and say, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons. Uh, by Zero says, uh, doesn't possibly trading Krug depend on whom you get back? Not sure if all uh, of this, not sure if all, if this, then this. Not sure it's all, if oh, it's this, all. then is. Yeah, it's. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Well, sure, but I think if we did trade Krug, it would be to free up salary for something else, right? No, yeah. it would I mean, be you might... it would be one for one for Jacob Chikrin because that's oh, that's know, what it is. Yeah, oh, right, 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 every right. Blues trade is going to be you know one for one Jacob Chikrin. Yeah, and and a Dagostini. Don't forget that, Dagostini's that, going the other way too. I thought Stemniak make... was. Oh, him too. Yeah, no, McClement, Jay McClement, Jay McClement, who belongs Hall in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Yeah, that was we can touch on that later when we talk about the blues hall of fame but that was a funny comment <laughs> i you know i will never make fun of someone who makes a point for something like that but that was that one was a little odd <laughs> but we'll get to that we'll get to talk about that a little later now i mean everyone's got their favorite players and they think that you know we're really played a big role on the team and you know your checkers and stuff and we'll get into it later they, they do play big roles yeah, but yeah yeah we'll get to that on. later but let's, but talk about the hall of fame come on we talked about we talked last week this this because this happened what last Tuesday uh, I believe was the when the injury actually occurred yeah it was um, a, yeah and then we talked about Wednesday but so we've already said a lot about the like him in terms of the injury itself it's still I I think at this point again especially looking with how long he's out and how and again nothing plays result in injuries all the time but it is just it's a bad omen. When you look at the type of play, again, that caused this injury, it was literally, he had the puck, clears it around the boards, Blackhawks player comes in, finishes his check. Again, barely can even call it a check. He's out six months. I mean, it was a nothing play. And with all the injuries he's already had, and I know before the NHL, he did not have a whole lot of injury problems, if any, but... This is a big boys game. You're getting big boys out there that are coming at you. It's a lot different than playing juniors, a lot different than playing peewee. So to see this injury happen and to see it just one, two, three, back to back to back with his injuries and how long he's been out, that is concerning. And I do think we have to look at it now because it'll make us feel better about this kind of thing. Let's just plan on Perunovic not being on this team. And when he's on the team, that's just cake. You know, I, I, the the hit itself was um, – it wasn't so much the hit. It was the fact that Pernovich put his arm up when he went to the corner to, to brace it. He puts his arm up like this, and his, and his arm just kind of hits the boards square as he's checked, which, I mean, I mean, I guess it doesn't take much, right, mm-hmm. um, to, to fracture a, a bone. And the, if he doesn't put his, his arm up, awkwardly like that i'm sure he's fine but he puts himself in a weird position and the check comes in not a big check like you said 
but his arm was in an awkward position. So that uh, you might consider it a, a fluky kind of play um, in a way, but you know, that's, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those. Well, and it, one it of those we things. talked about how, how hard it was to see, like, cause there's no replay. There's only one angle of it. Yep. I will say, and you guys know this too, probably from playing hockey, those stanchions can be a bitch. Like you, you hit one of those stanchions in the wrong way. You feel it right away. So it could have just been something where it just rattled him in the wrong way, in the wrong spot. And it's just unfortunate. They also don't or, give as much as they used to. No. Yeah. Or he could have just inherited the Berglund and um, Tarasenko shoulder. I mean, that. Just, <laughs> yeah. Does that I, mean I he's going to take a slap shot and fall on his face? Like Patrick Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he, One of the yeah. greatest hockey gifts of all time. Let's hope, let's hope he's not, let's hope it's not a Tarasenko situation where. Uh, he just keeps injuring his shoulder. Now it's not the same injury, but whatever. He's out with a shoulder injury. Uh, man, people uh, kind of brought up Carl, uh, Carlo Carlo name for because he was always getting hurt. Not major injuries, right? He'd miss a miss a few games, miss a week or two, and come back. It was all like little nagging things that he had a hard time dealing with throughout his entire career. He like played sixty some games for us, some uh, like four or five years. And uh, so he didn't miss a whole season like Prunovich is going to do. But, uh, but yeah, I remember Kolyakovo having like, oh, he's a healthy, he's a, he's a scratch this game. He's got a, and he missed like three or four games. And that happened like five or six times a year. Another one of the probably top three blooper gifts in Blues <laughs> <Yeah>. history. <laughs> also a friend of the show. Friend of the yeah. show. And you asked uh, him about and- that gift too. I did, and he oh he loves talking about it. He he's he says you got to laugh about it, and I'm with him. I <laughs> I love that I love that uh, that mentality of just being like, hey man, it's out there, just got to laugh at it, right? And just like uh, it, much smaller extent, I'm sure you guys saw the uh, the video years ago where I was like, I'm gonna take my phone out and take video of me skating around Steinberg in this. The, the winter classic or the Steinberg classic, whatever they call it. And the dude rocks me with a slap shot, in the ankle as I'm skating around. I know I've showed that video to you guys. Like <laughs> that was one of those. that's like, God damn it. I'm made fun of this for the rest of my life. And I'm sure he thinks the same thing. <laughs> Matt Harris says, uh, I'm on the anti Prunovich team now, just too fragile. Sadly. Um, I'm not, I'm, uh, I think, uh, what, it's a year and a half of injuries, something like that. So I'm not, uh, or a couple years of injuries. I'm not too, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I think I said this online even. I'm not, uh, I'm not on the uh, Prunovich is made of glass uh, train yet. You know, it's, uh, I think the doctor called his wrist injury fluky. Um, and he had a torn labrum and a, and a fractured shoulder. And now if he keeps getting hurt, you know, if it happens again within a year, then okay, all right, let's let's well, reevaluate this. But if you're Doug Armstrong and you know you're looking at, you know, I, I think I made this comparison last week. Um, you know, Robbie Fabry in the 2016 yep. playoffs was money. Prunovich was money last year, and Fabry just fluke injuries. They were, you know, he had one bad injury and then the fluke recurrence, right? It 
maybe maybe there's something to that, or at least Armstrong's going to think there's something to it. I've got to get value when I can. Oh sure, and so and some players get get hurt more than others. I I get it, but I, you know, it's still pretty early in Prunovich's career. I you know I I'm not gonna maybe it's just me being hopeful more than anything, you know, because I you can't predict the future. So I'm gonna say, well, let's I'm gonna hope that he's 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 uh, he's not as fragile as he has been the past little bit. So uh, reminds me of a player that very well could be. I know Dan, uh, Bill is is familiar with. Dan Blackburn, right? Mm, yeah. Very, very promising NHL career. Wasn't it just a shot that hit his wrist or it was something weird? And they were like, was, Yeah, you can't you can't catch pucks anymore. Like yeah. you can't he was a goalie. Can't you sorry. I, yeah, I thought it was his shoulder. Maybe and, it was shoulder. And he tried to play with two blockers. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, he yeah. tried coming back with two blockers. Yeah. Did not work yeah. out. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I mean, I I was I was pulling for him. You know, it's like you know, Jim Abbott can have a yeah. successful major league baseball career with one arm. A As goalie a with two blockers isn't that bad. And I right? guess really, Jim but, Abbott's only only position could have been pitcher, right? The way he did it, he couldn't have really done too much else in the field, right? Right. I don't know. So, well, don't forget. Uh, um, Oh, I've drawn a blank. Family Guy reference. Uh, the no arm shortstop. You guys ever see that? The no arm shortstop. They called it. <laughs> is that a? Is this a children's book or something? No, you're... it's it's a it's a Family Guy reference. They they talk about how like you think that because uh, it's like a a, a line, just a small softball goes towards him and it goes past him, and the announcer's like, you got to think that even a one-arm shortstop would have made the play on that one. <laughs> uh, Ken Morris says, uh, isn't Fabry injured with the dead wings? He is, right? He's hurt right now. I think so. Fabry. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess some guys are just more fragile than others, and that's just their career. They got to constantly deal with injuries. So I, I mean that, and that could be the case with Prunovich. I hope not. I just, it's, we'll see. Uh, Bucky Lagrange was the name of the Family Guy no arm shortstop. <laughs> Look at Chris Bray uh, checking in with the trivia. The St. Louis Browns had an outfielder in the 1940s named Pete Gray that had one arm. Uh, what's How? his name? The owner of the Browns was into gimmicks. He had the he had the. Uh, the uh, little person up to bat, right? Uh, yeah. Eddie, uh, was it Eddie Goodell? Eddie Goodell, yeah, yeah. And walked on four pitches, and that was his only plate appearance. So actually yeah. did not count as a plate appearance because it was a walk. Yeah. Man, I got to, th- that's going to drive me crazy. What is the name of the owner? Bill Veek? Bill, Bill Veck. Bill is Veck. It, yeah. yeah. Is that one too many E's? It's Veck, right, Chris? I think it's, I think it's Veck. Good job. Uh, I think it, I think he's right. It is too easy. Is it okay? Uh, yep. Chris is Chris is quite the uh, the sports uh, trivia guy. He uh, I'm surprised he didn't do uh, fare better in our when he participated in the uh, Blues hockey trivia we had. <laughs> no, you're you're right, Chris. Yeah, Bill Bill Veek. I don't know if it's I think pronounced. It's, I, I think it's pronounced Vec though. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never heard Veek. I've heard Vec. Yeah. D- Div by zero is with me. Yeah, I don't understand how that is possible. Yeah. How do you have? Because <laughs> you have to catch and throw. Do you catch with the glove on? Like, I, you can't catch without a glove. I'm so confused. Did he have one? Did he have the glove on his foot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, did he punt I, the ball? I mean, I like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that just blows my mind. I don't even care at this point. <laughs> so wait, is he, is, is he, is he suggesting Chris Brayer, are you suggesting the blues could just like in walking dead, just chop off Perunovic's arm and we could have a one arm defenseman. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, ho hum, the Blues beat the Wild again. Uh, the, this is like broken record, right? With the Blues in the in the Wild, uh, St. Louis four, Minnesota two. Uh, I'll say this because I I did say this before I saw your tweet, but I will give you credit for your tweet that when I saw the final score, I looked at my wife and I said, "I bet the Athletic has a uh, has a, a story out that the Wild were favored by eight goals." <laughs> Did you say this preseason yeah. game? See, yeah, I think I said I think my tweet was I, I thought Dom Dom uh, had the wild favorite by six goals in this game. Um, and then is blaming the Blues for outperforming his model, you know, dumb cra- Blues crazily. You know, it's uncharacteristic. I, I can't believe that they outperform the model again, yet again. I hate them. <laughs> I think wild fans, I'm mean, not that you know, any weight is put on the outcome of a preseason game we're not much weight but you know wild fans have to hate the blues i mean like dallas fans kind of you know the blues have just ripped the hearts out of stars fans the past handful of years right in 16 on and uh shoot the blues whooped the wild last year during the regular season and then beat them in the playoffs um and then in the preseason now it's like just a continuation of of last season um Chris Bray, knock it off. That's a lie. There's no way. Sorry. We're going back to, he says, once played hockey versus a guy in high school for Columbia, Illinois. Had one arm and missing half a foot. He played defense. How? I have to know. I first have off, to know. First off, you can play hockey with half a foot, right? That's not a big deal, right? But you're missing an arm, too. The one, arm, like, is, the one arm is goofy. How yeah. are you? Hockey's all about balance. There's no balance there. Well, Chris Bray doesn't have any arms or legs, so he's what? <laughs> Are you he calling play... him Bob Bray? Yeah, he he's, oh, he plays he plays bad. sled hockey. So and they just tape the stick to his chest. <laughs> mm, played them at the old Cahokia rink. I think we're wow. borderline that's, offensive at this that's point. That's in that's in Bill's uh, backyard there. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say earlier to Jeff's comment about we know what it's like getting hit into a stanchion. No, I don't. I know what it's like <laughs> yeah. getting into, hit into chain, chain link. link. Back in the oh. Youngblood. Youngblood. Was it uh, Thunder Bay that had the chain link? Yes. Yeah. 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 One of my <laughs> uh, one of my favorite Let's Go Blues Radio stories. Um, you also know what it's like to get hit by a puck in warm-ups standing on the bench by your own teammate. By my own captain, <laughs> I lead by example. That's damn straight. <laughs> I have apologized uh, many times for that. Right, we can't go ten shows without a reference to that. God damn in, it, Matt Harris! All right, fine, in, fine, Matt Harris. You get you get comment of the show. Oh, I'd have to hand it to that guy. That's impressive. <laughs> this, I, we're, we're gonna have like a. A, a cease and desist letter from the <laughs> the what paraplegic society of america or something yeah 
Columbia High School doesn't have a team anymore, right? They don't have a rink. So oh, Cahokia would have been their home rink or Susan Park. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> Uh, Bushnevich and Neighbors each scored uh, their third goals of the season, a uh, preseason. Uh, neighbors' goal came on the power play. Uh, neighbors is looking pretty good. I um, I think he's going to make this team out of uh, preseason. I think he's going to be on the third line to start the year. Yeah, yeah. I I was hoping all along, you know, especially you know with the loss of Perron, that you know he was going to get every chance to do it and take advantage of it, and it certainly feels that way. Yeah, I don't think anybody's um, expecting him to replace Perron, but I think, you know, adding quality depth in the bottom six just makes just frees up that much more opportunity for your top six. So, and I I think that that is I mean, GMs will make a comment like this over time, but I do think that that was the first one of the first thoughts when Perron went away and it was official he was signing somewhere else. That had to be one of the thoughts for both Peruby and Armstrong, right? Like, we got to make room for Jake Neighbors somehow. Like, we've got a dynamic well, offense. He's yeah. not a fourth line player. We got to be able to fill him in somewhere. I think it's depth. I, I think I think letting Perron go, it'd be different if we were top heavy and Perron was part of that. But this team had a lot of twenty goal scores last season. They were very deep. We were we we uh, were we scored more goals than Colorado during the season last year, led the West in scoring. So it's like, you know, uh, so overcoming the loss of Perron's offense um, can be done. If neighbors steps up, you know, you got a, another year of Cairo getting better, Thomas getting better, uh, taking their game to the next level with another year of play. I think that they, the thought is that they could, uh, they could make up a lot of the lack of the production that Perron had uh, with the Blues depth. And I think they can. They just have. I mean, we'll see. Have neighbors is a big part of that. Obviously, if he can come in and chime in with whatever, you know, twelve, fifteen goals, um, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something we see in sports all the time. Is you know, one guy will leave, and then all of a sudden it becomes, you know, oh, who's the one guy that's going to step up for that production? It's never one guy. Right. It's it's always how do we the the, the question isn't that, who steps up to fill that role. The question is, how do we absorb that loss as a team? And as that's the team. And that's the problem with with a lot of I think people's analysis of Perron leaving. You know, that we don't have a guy to replace Perron. No, we don't. We don't have a single guy to step in and replace Perron. People are like we're worse. We're worse than last year because we don't have another Perron to step in and fill his void. Uh, and just on that comment alone, not knowing the Blues' depth. You can you could easily believe that comment, but I think, the, like I said, the whole point is with the Blues is to uh, bullpen by committee. To use a baseball reference, you know, it's a use your depth to overcome the loss of uh, of a guy like Perron. So, uh, yep. and but, and let's not forget last season, it was pretty late in the year that he finally started clicking and he finally yeah. started putting the puck in the net. Remember the and first the half of the season. Doing- and the, yeah, the Blues were doing fine without him putting the puck in the net. So people were saying he was done. Yeah, yeah, they, that was you know people are so knee jerk. It's it's kind of funny, but it, it, yeah, that, that, I remember uh, early in the season, first third at least, uh, he was. Uh, people were saying, "Oh, he's done. He didn't look the same at all." And then he finally, you know, kicked it into gear. Yeah, and and I just think that 
you know, again, like, yeah, late in the season, he put it on and he scored over 20 goals again last season. But I think if he doesn't turn it on and doesn't put on the, the, the number of goals he did late in the season, I think the Blues still end up about where they were. And I'm not trying to minimize the loss of Perron. I, I, I wanted him back too, but I just think a lot of stock was putting into losing David Perron. And I think sure. the Blues are going to be able to absorb that. And, and we're going to come out of this season saying, yeah, having Perron would have been nice, right? but we got plenty of guys who still put up the points and the Blues Do- are still where we think they would be, even if they had Perron. Do do you think Kairou is going to be better than last season? People expect him to be a little better than last year, right? The expect, you, expectation okay. is better. When Thomas, you say, when you say better, do you say more production points, more production. goals, or do you just say overall play? Uh, all of the above, uh, production and overall play. I yeah. see. I see his production being about the same, maybe better, but I'd say about the same. I expect his overall play to get better. Because I think he was pretty much dog shit about halfway through the season. After the All-Star game, he yeah. was awful. He looked he terrible. terrible. I don't think we'll see that bad of a stretch from him all year, which at the end of the at the end of the season will make us say, Oh yeah, he had a better season. Yeah, for sure. I, I you know, I think that's the that's the guy everybody immediately goes to to say, you know, where's the production gonna come from this year? And and I don't think it's so much of a replacement of Peron, but the focus has got to be more on Cairo being the guy to deliver. And then you'll goals. get you'll, yeah. right, right. the goals, right? You'll, you'll get more. I, I think, you know, um, you know, John Anderson in the chat says Thomas, right? I, I think Thomas is going to contribute some more goals. He, he showed towards the end of last season that he was, you know, uh, starting to shoot the puck a little bit more and, and make people second guess that he's passed first. Um, but I also think, you know, uh, Bushnevich is a guy that mm-hmm. can step up and pot some more goals this year. Right. And, and, you know, I, I think what we're going to wind up seeing is, is that O'Reilly becomes more the number two center and Thomas and Cairo take the number one, right? That's at, at least that's what we need to see for this team to be super successful. Uh, Div by Zero says uh, it was the history we have with Perron and St. Louis. Fans are loyal to our guys, and Perron came back and exceeded expectations of him. I think fans wanted him to retire a blue. I would have loved for him to retire a blue. It would have been great if it would have worked out. I think that's kind of a yeah, that's an obvious statement. I think, but I I also think that part of it is Perron wanted to be here really bad, and he was outspoken mm-hmm. about it. I think that that really right. makes it extra special for fans it's like not only is he a good player but he really likes it here and mm-hmm. st louis is i don't know if every town's like that but st louis is kind of weird uh maybe little dog syndrome or something oh this 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 guy likes this town and wants to be here you know keep him here you know he wants to right. be here well i think it's more so with Peronda because he kept coming back yeah, yeah. until he signed that contract with the red wings he yep. had never signed a contract with another team mm-hmm Yep, and let's let's not uh, let's not forget either that the talk in 2019 was because John Tavares was a free agent and he made it pretty clear he wasn't going to come here before free agency, and that was the talk. Oh my God, is St. Louis like a Winnipeg, like an Arizona that we just can't get the free agents? Like we're never going to be able to get guys 
in their prime to come here because we're just not that town. The first guy to sign after that whole conversation was David Perron. And, of course, followed by him was Tyler Bozak. And then, of course, him saying the famous, I want to win a Stanley Cup line. But, like, Perron was the one that started that. And now fans don't even question that anymore. Now we're like, yeah, of course people want to sign here. We're a great place to play. But people forget three years ago, that was not the conversation here. Well, and I think it's all, I mean, it's probably best that Tavares didn't sign here. I mean, who knows what would have happened if, if he, if he wanted to come here and actually did, um, or was right. open to it at least, you know, I mean, good. I'm glad he didn't want to come here because that, you know, removed all possibility of him playing here. Who knows if it was a possibility anyway? Um, probably not. You know, how often does Doug Armstrong go out there and sign, you know, a huge, the biggest free agent out there? Not often. It <laughs> doesn't happen that often. Your Laterra. Right. And your Laterra is one of them. <laughs> Steve Ott. Vladimir Sabotka. Steve Ott. Yeah. Sabotka. Right. Yeah. So now, in, yeah. in let's, you know, like, like we said after Perron signed in Detroit, you know, the final chapter is not written. We're going to trade for him at trade deadline next, <laughs> not this following season, not this season, but the following season. Right. Yeah. It's it's that if that doesn't happen, that's when my heart will break. You know, you know that at some point, probably even this season, a left wing is going to get hurt, even if it's for one or two games. And it's going to be, oh my god, oh, oh, call the Red Wings. Let's try and get Perron back. Like that's what social media is going to go to. You oh know yeah, it's going to happen this Perron, season. Yeah, yep. and you know, and. If it's a if it's a trade deadline deal where you get a veteran guy who can score a little bit for uh you know for the playoff push and the in the playoff run, that's fine. I um and let him retire here or however long he wants to play. I don't know. Yeah, I'll say yeah. again, we're I, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk Hall of Fame here in a minute, but like yeah, that's one that's one guy that I look at and, and we've talked we talked about this middle of last season. I would love, I would have loved, I guess, to have seen O'Reilly and Perron kind of very much a more minor scale, but like a Molina Pujols type situation where it's, let's see them go out together, finish their careers in St. Louis. And then with us having the hall of fame already established by then any waiver period, there might be, let's let that go and just get them in the first year. You know, that that's how we would have looked at it. It's going to be really interesting to see how Perron plays this year, because eventually you know, eventually he's going to start to regress, right? Whenever that is, what's this year, next year, however long he plays, I don't know. But if he takes a step back this year, whether it be from playing on a worse team or because it's age or whatever, you know, I mean, Armstrong could look smart. Or if he puts up great numbers with Detroit, he could look stupid. So, I mean, we'll, it's a, it's kind of a wait and see thing with Perron. I, I uh, I wish him well in Detroit. I like Prawn a lot. I wanted him to resign here, but uh, that didn't work out. Um, uh, oh, so the so, uh, Walker put the Blues up 3-0. <laughs> we got away from the game a little bit. Uh, midway through the second. It's uh, preseason. Who it's cares? preseason. <laughs> uh, Mason Shaw got – that's why I'm breezing through this. Mason Shaw got Minnesota on the board in the third, about seven minutes into the, into the game, make it 3-1. to one. Costin scored his first of the preseason with about six minutes to go. Did you see this goal as he kind of slid behind the defense, uh, got a pass and just kind of slid it by uh, 
Gustafson, who uh, who played the whole game in net for Minnesota. And I I said this on Twitter. There are a few guys on this in this franchise right now that I'm rooting for hard, uh, uh, harder than Costin. I really like to see him take that next step and be a productive member of this team when he gets his chance uh, to play. Cause he will, he'll get his chance sooner or later to play with this team during the season at some point. And I'd really love for him to be productive, you know, cause he'll, he'll oh, have wow. a, he'll have a couple good shifts, maybe a good game, but then he just disappears. You know, he just doesn't allow doesn't me to be quite the pessimist. Get there. He doesn't quite get allow there. me to be the pessimist here then. Cause I think, I think his time's done. No, I'm not saying he's going to, I'm saying I'm just rooting for him. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping. Oh, I mean, we're all rooting for him. We're all Blues fans, right? We're all rooting I mean, for him. I'm, just, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I just, I, he's the guy I pick out to say, I really hope he does because the clock is ticking on him. No. And I, okay. I think, I think the, the oven timer's gone off on Clem Costin and mark the tape. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like at least as a St. Louis blue with the comments that Barube made, uh, was it after the the game before this game? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think he's done. I think that was Ruby yeah. basically saying, "I'm this is my last ditch effort to get more out of Clem Costin," and he did in this game clearly. But how long is that going to last? You know, that's right. not going to that's not going to thrust him the rest of his career. So, I, I unfortunately think it's time to try and move on from him if he can. Right. I, I thought that those were uh, strategically timed comments by Barubi, putting it out there that, hey, bud, this is your last chance. Right. Mm. And, you know, he's had he's had, you know, a couple moments of brilliance. Um, the uh, the goal uh, Chicago that Nikita Andra uh, um, was, was um, the Andra. Uh, I can't remember mm. the. Um, third or fourth goal deflection. Costin took the shot and it was a great redirect in front. I think Costin's shot probably was going to go in anyway. Um, but he set that up. He got he got open in the high slot and let a, a pretty wicked wrister go. Um but yeah, it, it, he's you know has a nice play the other night. Hopefully they run him out there again tomorrow night and we'll see, you know, if if he can have a you know a dominant you know, more than half a game. I think yeah, Costin's and- saving grace is that he's 23. He's still yes. really young. I think that that's the only, if you were, if you were 25, I'm thinking I, I'm, I'm fully on board with let's move on, but he's 23. I'm thinking he's got one more shot for me as a, as a, as a fan saying, okay, let's get him in there and see what he does as opposed to him being 25 and saying, why is he still, why is he still getting chances? Right. How much do you think Dimitri Yaskin hurt him? <laughs> right. They kept giving Yaskin chance after chance, and it just doesn't seem like um, you know, they're giving Costin the same same opportunity to to try to prove himself. That's a good point. A little gun shy because know. of uh, Yaskin. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't maybe. know if they're gun shy because of Yaskin. I think they just gave Yaskin too much opportunity. I don't think it's affected Costin's getting opportunity. I think. I think it's more they did they had a hole in the lineup and they just kept thinking this guy was going to work out whereas it's a different time now as as the Blues organization they don't have holes in the lineup they've got plenty of guys that can fire and they're just like 
okay, kid, like you're not making the lineup because you're not proving us you're better than anybody else on this roster. Uh, Tyson Jost uh, added a meaningless goal from Minnesota with less than a minute remaining to make it four to two. And it was a final. Hofer and Bennington were in net for the Blues. Uh, Bennington played Which was crazy to see their hands tied together <laughs> and them playing goal together. That was nuts. Anybody ever seen that before? I didn't think it's it was very legal. difficult. Yeah. It's very difficult. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's a Mighty Ducks level stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. Disney, not not Anaheim. No, of course. It's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it since that movie stuck on you. <laughs> there's wow. the reference we we're that's waiting the for. first stuck on you reference in let's go blues radio history it might hey. be the first stuck on you reference in podcast history <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that movie that was great uh bennington played the first two periods and stopped all of them against him and hofer played the third oh they split time oh, that's what happened shit. i forgot how yeah. to read for a second yeah 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 okay. that's what happened all right all right uh, and Hofer played the third period, stopping 15 of 17. Shots were pretty even. 28 for Minnesota, 27 for St. Louis. Blues dominated the faceoff dot, winning 61% of the draws. Uh, Blues went one for six on the power play and held the wild two and uh, going over four on their power play. So uh, Blues uh, power the plays. The PKs look good. PK power plays looked good. PKs looked Special good. Teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what that's, that's what they call them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you were making one point. I was making the other. Yes. Power plays look good, but the PK has also looked good, which is, I mean, for regular season success, that's what you need. And, right. I, no, think, and I think they both look great. It's nice to see the power play continue from last season. It was really, really good last year. Uh, preseason looks good. Hopefully that continues into the uh, the regular season as well. Um, although, again, it's preseason. You know, you take stuff with a grain of salt you hope players play well i mean you want to you want to see the team play well you want to see them win because it means they're playing well probably right to win you don't want to be losing four or five nothing in the preseason but still uh preseason success does not translate into bill has the saying right preseason yeah. success it's, not, it's something different though it's not yeah. preseason regular season prior what is it bill come on uh past performance does not guarantee future results right there and, it is. and when you talk your tax advisor and your investment professional that's what that's what bill that's what bill tells us strippers and pts <laughs> just because you were great last night does not mean you're gonna have a good night tonight so the strippers are telling bill that or he's telling them that he tells them that okay yeah. i thought he's like would, they would tell him okay well, that's it. Well, yeah. Okay. It works both ways. It, it, it could work both ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It does. It, uh, you know. All right. So he says it to them and they say, ditto. And then they go out and dance. Yeah. Which is what happens all the time in strip clubs. They go out and dance. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, I thought you meant as a couple. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't happen. <laughs> you, you get drug up on stage as a man in a, in a, in a strip club. And you're getting the shit beat out of you. No, that's that's Bennington and Hofer that that go out and dance together, right? <laughs> you do not, as a man, you do not want to get pulled up on stage. Uh, if you've never been to a strip club before, and you're and you're you're a man, you go and you get pulled up on stage by strippers, you're thinking, "Oh man, this could be pretty cool." No, no, it's awful. No, it's you're going to get the living shit beat out of you. My or, or my buddy, with something food. Yeah, my buddy yeah. once uh, he had just gotten back from deployment, and so we told. We told them that, and they were like, oh, so he knows how to take a beating. And 
they, I mean, they beat his ass. He had welts. <laughs> they they took his, off they took his belt off and they beat the shit out of him. Yep. And yep. he had welts on his body for weeks. Mm-hmm. We were like, he was like, why'd you guys have to tell them that? We're like, come on, man. Like, why would we not? We're your friends. That's what you we don't, do. And they, you, he willingly went on stage, though. They can't make you go on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was trying to be a good sport about it, but <laughs> I did feel bad when I saw how bad they were. I mean, they you should were feel bad. His you ass. should know. You should know that was going to happen. <laughs> Shame on you. Yeah. Uh, the Blues have changed the time uh, of the game versus the Blackhawks on Saturday, October eighth. Uh, due to uh, the scheduling of Game 2 of the Cardinals playoff wildcard series versus the Phillies, which is scheduled for 8.37 p.m. that night. Uh, the Blues have changed the start time of their final preseason game to 2 p.m. instead of the originally scheduled time of 7 p.m. Some Blues fans were a little upset about this. <laughs> which I laughed my ass off. Oh, come on, guys. Who Let's... fucking cares? It's you... preseason. And it's Cardinals playoff baseball. You can't yeah. You can't expect the Blues preseason game. Yeah, I saw somebody right. like oh, retweet on. the Blues' announcement of this, and they said, like, oh, Blues, so what you're saying is Cardinals better than Blues. And I'm like, yeah, when it comes to playoffs versus Fucking preseason, yes, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Right, right, especially when the Cardinals get the primetime game on the weekend. Yeah, right. Yeah, how often yeah. does that happen? Yeah, just saying, those I, fans are never happy about anything. They complain just, about it. Either I'm way. like, come on, you can't get <laughs> mad about. They could say we're going to postpone the preseason game to three a.m. I'd be like, okay, it's yeah. fucking preseason. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I blues fans should want the games to be staggered so you can watch both. Why wouldn't yep. you? I mean, even if you don't want to watch the Cardinal, who cares? You know, if you're not a Cardinals fan, okay, fine. Watch the blues game whenever it is. That's but, fine. But are they going to make the blues game available on TV? It, it is against Chicago. Chicago has been broadcasting all the games. So will it be available on ESPN plus? I thought they said all the remaining, Oh, the home, the blues home games are on uh, ESPN plus. Right? Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I do believe they said that. Well, wrong. maybe I'll get to watch tomorrow night then. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and the Blues icebreaker event at Ballpark Village has also been postponed. Uh, all tickets purchased for that event will be refunded. I hope they still have it. I am uh, so it... mad. But Ballpark Village is going to cater to the Cardinals, the baseball team, <laughs> instead of the hockey team in preseason? What? But, but, what? <laughs> but seriously, if you're saying it's postponed and you're getting a refund, just say canceled. Yeah. When else are you gonna yeah. have it? I. Yeah. The you the can't, NHL's... you can't have the the opening season event in January. No. You know, <laughs> you, you'd have to you'd have to have it on Sunday, right? You could have it that next day. You could have it on Sunday. I guess. Because, yeah, I mean, Bill's right. If you're if you're refunding tickets, yeah, it's canceled. They're not. Or or it. you know what? That place makes so much money. Uh, reschedule to Sunday, and well, I guess they couldn't do this because they could say it was free. They the place would be too packed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could have it any time during that week but again if you're i don't think you refund tickets then 
I don't yeah, know. No, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, yeah, but if it goes to a third game in the series against Philly, you're not going to do it Sunday because that's, that's true. That's when the that's game. True. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm honestly, you could, I think you could have it like the Thursday before, but then again, you're probably talking about if the Cardinals win, they're in the NLCS. Um, but just not a good see. idea to schedule it at Ballpark Village. Let's yeah. just, let's just move say it. what it is. Right. That's but where true. else move are you going to have it? Where else are you going to have it? Because you got to have it downtown, right? That's the Blues have an affiliation with downtown St. Louis. How about where else gonna- Stadium? And trash the fucker before you even open it. <laughs> oh, that's true. That would be interesting. <laughs> well, they don't they don't have power there yet, right? Still. Oh, true. All, all the true. games being played at SIUE. Yeah. So true thing. I mean, the there's city, really nowhere else. The city screwed that up. What a what a major f- brain fart fuck up, right? By the yeah. construction crew that they're working on a, a, a different construction crew, different project, not on the stadium. But they they yeah. messed up the power going to the stadium, and this has been a long time now. It's been weeks. Yeah, they can't get the full power to the stadium, so the uh, STL City Two is playing their games at SIUE. <laughs> That's pretty bad. This is supposed uh, to be like the big out, like coming out event trial run. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yep, soft opening kind of a thing. Yeah, Oops. I mean, I get I get to look at the stadium every day from where I park at work, and it's just it's beautiful. Can't wait to get in there. But man, what what a shit show the city could be! Yeah. Oh, we got no power, as we say in the Midwest. Oh, <laughs> no power. You sound like you sound like you're from North Dakota, right? <laughs> well, that's Midwest kind of, or Wisconsin. I, mean, I don't think. Wisconsin. Do you do you think North Dakota? The Midwest. upper Midwest is mid. I don't. I don't deem do you, Minnesota. Do you want North to know Dakota something? The as, upper as Midwest. Midwest does not consider us Midwest. See, I think that's see. Okay, consider us South. It no. Well, okay. I, I and well, I assume we're on the same page here. But it doesn't get much more Midwest than here, Kansas area, right? It's the center of the country. The right? way that I see it, we are not more Midwest when we are the gateway to the West. Like to me, Midwest, Midwest. But what I'm saying is, if we're the gateway to the West, how are we not Midwest then? Right. Like, what are we then? What are we? (laughs) Right. No, and it's weird. Now, the South is not Midwest. The South is the South. The North is not Midwest. It's North. You got Northeast. You got North, Northwest, West, right? Southwest, South, Midwest. That's middle. Kirk got all his directions right. Yay. (laughs) Southeast is Florida area, Georgia, right? East is the East Coast. Why would the why would the northern US want to be called the Midwest? Unless you're just just counting east to west, right? That's that's that's, what they are. That's ridiculous. That's that's all the TV networks care about. It's time zones. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, True. we're in the Midwest well, there. Well, we shouldn't be mid. We should be central then. That's, we should be central U.S., which we are. There should not be a Midwest then. It should be central. We should be central west. Cent- no, no west. Just central, central west end. <laughs> central west. We are the there's, central west end. There's no. There's no. There's no mid east, unless you go overseas. Do you? <laughs> what? you know what I mean? Mid east should be like Ohio, right? <laughs> 
or whatever is east of Kentucky. All right, we're gonna call our talk. Who do who are we friends with? The geography lessons. Who are we friends with in Columbus? Because we're gonna start telling them they live in the Mid East. The Mid East. Well, if 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 you know Missouri, Kansas is Midwest. I don't know. Explain (laughs) explain that to me. Oh, you got to pull up Matt Harris's comment here on the show. This week, directions. Next week, <laughs> Kurt learns his colors. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I will, I will uh, define the shit out of a color wheel, man. I, we just talked about my Viscom degree. <laughs> you know colors better than anyone on this show. I should hope so. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, where are we at here? Uh, so the uh, next up, we will talk. We're due for a break. Uh, we'll talk about some uh, blues call-ups and the mess that is Hockey Canada. And all that will be on the other side of uh, the break. And our uh, a word from our friends from Sunrise Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions... Run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. That's right, Centerize Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Centerize Brewery. Let's go Blues. The uh, Blues have recalled forwards Will Bitten. Um, Hugh McKe- Will Bitten sounds like a, a an adjective and not so much a uh, a name. Will you Bitten think his middle name middle name is was. Will was Bitten. Hugh McKing too sounds like a an, an adjective. These are all like action words. <laughs> these aren't names. <laughs> all of these. Will Bitten. Hugh McKing. Uh, Matthias Laferriere. They're all like action words. Along with defenseman Brad Lyle and uh, Stephen Santini. Uh, so. So the Blues will likely either dress a lot of regulars on Thursday versus Columbus and play the call-ups in the regular season finale versus Chicago on Saturday or do the opposite and play these call-ups on Thursday versus Columbus and dress the regulars on uh, versus Chicago on Saturday. And Bill is... Uh, I, beer number two. Beer number two. Dogfish yeah. Head? Dogfish Head. Kurt's favorite brewery. By just, name, at least. Just can't. Why not name it, you know, uh, Dead Fish, Fish Ale Dog or something? Head? <laughs> dead fish ale <laughs> yeah i'm on uh was three of the show five on the evening for me i you decided to do a little nhl 22 earlier and was like ah, oh, some beer sounds good with this you know dogfish mm-hmm. head needs a beer called roly-poly fish heads uh the old the old uh, 80s song up, roll them up yeah right Eat them up. Yeah. Yeah. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up. Yum. Yeah. Yeah. Fish heads. Really boy fish heads. Fish heads, fish heads. Eat them up. Yum. Um, so it would uh, I think it's gonna be the latter with what you said that I think they because they're are they in they're in Columbus, right? Uh are they in St. Louis? Oh, I got the schedule right here. They are we are in Columbus on Thursday and yeah. then at home against Chicago. I think they play the call-ups. I think you're gonna see a lot of Bitten, McKing, Lafiere, Lyle, Santini. You're gonna see all those guys play. And I think they only did that because they're like, we know these guys are gonna be down in the AHL. 
Let's call them up. Let's give these guys a rest. We don't need to play all of our regulars in Columbus. And I think they're like, last last preseason game supposed to be kind of a big deal to be in the icebreaker. Let's play the regulars against Chicago. I think that's what it's going to be. Don't they? They usually do play the regulars at last preseason game. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. do. Most teams yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. And then it'll come down to, you know, the two guys pushing for that final spot. You know, we'll we'll get in in one regular set. Chris Bray, Blues play in the Middle East this week. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a new bit on this show. <laughs> uh, Chris asked a question we didn't really uh, cover. We can... We'll talk about that before we get into uh, Hockey Canada. He goes, uh, Chris Bray from the the Metro East <laughs> asks, how good are the Blues going to be? Second division? Third? We'll, we'll probably have more on this uh, next on our next show. We'll do more of a, a season preview. But uh, what do you guys, uh, what are your thoughts uh, on this uh, upcoming season Again, on I'll, the Blues Fair? Yeah, I'll give a <laughs> short answer just because like you said we'll we'll talk about this more next week um i think this team's destined to be second in the division i think bill's right with what he said last week that i think there's more competition in this division than a lot of people are giving credit for um so i'm sure that's kind of what his answer is going to be so i'm totally stealing your thunder here bill uh but yeah i'll say second of the division i think is safe but um with the with the way the rest of this division could go they're going to be a playoff team but I wouldn't be surprised if they went to third or even a wild card. Yeah, that's exactly it. Third or a wild card. I don't think they finish higher than third in this division. I think who's it's, finishing it's, second? Uh, probably Nashville. Nashville. You think Nashville? Yeah. Is as long as they get solid goaltending the entire season this year, um, I think uh, they'll be good. Um, how many times do we play them? Because if they play Saros, we'll tear them up because that's what we do now <laughs> um it's it's crazy how we went from not really being able to beat pekka rene to having a book on their starter now yeah let's see we play nashville on the 27th of october so that's one and we do not play them in november we play them once in december so that's two we play them once in january that's three Kurt is learning his own. <laughs> uh, none in February. Uh, on a Saturday in March in Nashville. That was kind of fun. Yeah, I might. I'll probably go this year if they play in a weekend. Just four times. Mm. Uh, Saturday at Nashville, noon, April 1st. Uh, we're going to that. It's not a joke. Yeah. I, let's let's plan for that. April first, Saturday noon game. That's perfect. That was like it was last year. Well, yeah. Except wish- no chance for snow. Well, I guess less chance for snow. <laughs> right. You can't say no chance. Yeah. But. It ended up being okay, but it was yeah. That was that was goofy. We could do a Let's Go Blues Radio visits Nashville. Because Austin Lynch year. even says April first, oh. baby. I'm going to Nashville for the game. Yeah, we'll I had producer. things come up. Yeah, we'll have our producer with us. <laughs> and that's the um, yeah, it's the only more the only Saturday game is Nashville. R- real quick with more Middle East discussion. <laughs> um, I think you could make a case that if we're going to call something the Middle East, I think Chicago and Nashville, you could be considered Middle East. 
Mm. Nah. Chicago oh, and Middle East. Louis are, yeah. yeah. Chicago and St. Louis are too much, really too much uh, in a line. Um, Nashville, maybe. Indianapolis, yeah. But not Chicago. Okay. Detroit, definitely Middle yes. East. Yeah. But North Middle East. <sighs> North Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> Northern they're like Middle Afghanistan <laughs> you know open up an Afghan stand in Afghanistan <laughs> in Afghanistan Afghanistan uh, so okay uh, so we've had a lot of fun on this show yeah that's about to end that's about to end <laughs> uh, and Austin Lynch says let's go booze radio bar hops Broadway well, we yeah. couldn't include our producer in that because yeah. he's he under is age. out of age. Yeah. He just sit outside and wait, look through the window. <laughs> <laughs> we could have him hold his phone up and record us in the bar and be like, yeah, we'll use this for content later. <laughs> uh, Detroit at one time was in the Northwest Territory, according to Chris Bray on Facebook. Fun. That's neat. That's, that's final four weekend, uh, April 1st. Oh, it is. According to Chris, yeah. Wow, cool, neat. Okay, let me guess. Nashville is probably hosting a a, a bracket. No, not for Final Four. That wouldn't be. The game no, would not, not be I there. Not. I guess not. That's true. That's true. You're right. Uh, okay, so Hockey Canada is a mess. Uh, they have essentially been outed as, and some of you may know some of this news already, uh, they've been outed as covering up, mishandling, or flat-out ignoring allegations of gang rapes against women by players in their development program. Uh, Andrea Skinner, who is the interim chair of the board of directors at Hockey Canada, has dug in her heels and said that there will be no managerial leadership changes and that Hockey Canada has an excellent reputation and argued against scapegoating hockey as a centerpiece for toxic culture. Uh, so people are kind of up in arms over this, uh, and rightfully so. Even Justin Trudeau chimed in. He was kind of dumbfounded. Uh, hockey Quebec has cut ties with Hockey Canada after it was reported that Hockey Canada put players uh, put Hockey Canada put player registration fees toward a second fund for matters including, but not limited to, sexual abuse. So in short, paying off victims, right? $8.9 million in settlements were paid out to 21 complainants with sexual misconduct claims since 1989. And there are 12 other regional hockey organizations that belong to Hockey Canada. Uh, all have said in one way, shape, or form that they're essentially monitoring the situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is weird. Um, or we're meeting next week or meeting in a couple weeks or we'll discuss it at the next board meeting. Uh, though uh, through a review of public records, CBC's The Fifth Estate has identified at least 15 cases of alleged group sexual assault involving junior hockey players that have been investigated by police since 1989, half of which surfaced in the past decade. Kevin Waugh, a uh, former television sports journalist, uh, called Hockey Canada's response to calls for a change in management arrogant. He said they've doubled down and it's disgusting. Uh, before citing Hockey Canada's decision to hire uh, Navigator, a crisis management firm to help it deal with the wave of bad press. He said they spent a lot of money on Navigator. It's a company that's trying to put the narrative of that they're, they're great guys, nothing's wrong. Uh, we're going, uh, 
nothing's wrong. We're going to change. Everything will be fine. But that's not the case. And the Ontario MP told the committee he found it deeply troubling that the organization is more concerned with shifting the narrative than actually meaningfully implementing change within this organization. So in so, April, bro, go ahead. before we get in all this, I just want to say, like, we've kind of mentioned this in the show here for like yeah. the last year now, uh, but never really brought it up as a full discussion, just because I think all three of us, we'd never really said this to each other. We all just kind of said, like, let's wait and see what happens. You know, let's see what what jurisdictions brought down, what happens with Hockey Canada. Does it get disbanded? Is there management changes? It's been about a year now since these allegations really started to surface and nothing has changed. I mean, all that's changed is sponsorships are dropping out. Again, Hockey Quebec has said they're done. They're not a part of Hockey Canada anymore. Um, nothing in terms of like actual what is happening here, like what's going to change. None of that's happened. So we all discussed today and said, you know what? This is fucking ridiculous. We're not reporting on it. We're not talking about it because we want to wait and see what happens. It's clear nothing's going to happen. I mean, it, it was all but said that by the interim uh, leader, what whatever her title is, uh, that, oh, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we're working on it. You know, oh, nothing's going to change. Nothing's changing. Um, I'm appalled with hockey Canada. They have brought up so many, just like if, if you're in the U S side, uh, USA hockey has brought up a lot of great, uh, young hockey players, women and, and male. We're not, I mean, hockey Canada has done the same in Canada, obviously more so, but to see this from such an organization, they've literally had bank accounts set aside to pay off these people who are, are claiming sexual allegations against them. And that money was it's registration all, from, right. yeah, from common members. players, yeah, right? from all every, yeah. Their, their, their fees, yeah. And again, mm. if you think about it from the U.S. side, if you if you play here, if you play ice hockey here, most uh, ice hockey things here say you have to pay USA Hockey a fee every year or every two years, whatever it is. You have to pay them a fee in order to play ice hockey and go by their rules. It's the same thing in Hockey Canada. They do the same thing, and it's probably even I, – I don't know what the registration fees are. But, yeah, even men's leagues are paying to this. And that money is going towards paying off people who are alleging sexual assault. That's sickening. That is absolutely if, – if I find out – not saying they are, just saying. If I found out that some of my registration money with USA Hockey was going towards that, I would stop playing ice hockey. I'd be like, I'm done. It, I'm not going to play as long as I know my money could be going to something like this. It's sick. You know, you know, part of the reason that we did bring this up a number of shows ago um, was because there was some question as to whether Jordan Cairo and uh, Robert Thomas may have been involved in the, what, the 15-player allegation or whatever it was I think it's from uh, Team Canada 18. Uh because they were on that team, or but uh, neither one of them were at that tournament. So and it eventually came out that so they didn't they weren't a part of that. So that would they, we so there was speculation. Gosh, could they be could they be involved in this in this suit? So uh, in April, uh, a woman filed a three point five million dollar lawsuit, and this is the one that kind of brought the attention 
the big one, right? Uh, we just I just mentioned uh, 3.5 million dollar lawsuit alleging she was sexually assaulted by eight hockey players in 2018, including members of the World Junior Team. In the wake of that, Hockey Canada's board chair resigned, and this is like the only thing that's happened uh, in the wake of all this. Uh, Hockey Canada's board chair resigned and was replaced by an interim chairperson, and a former Supreme Court justice was appointed to review the organization's governance structure. Hockey Canada also posted a new job to overhaul the handling of uh, maltreatment, harassment, and abuse within the organization. It'll involve the creation of a new player screening program and tracking system for complaints. At the time, federal and uh, federal uh, several federations including Hockey Manitoba and Saskatchewan Hockey, have said they are comfortable with the way Hockey Canada is proceeding. But recent statements, lack of real action, and lack of management resignations um, from those for those in, in charge of Hockey Canada uh, have people up in arms. So I think, I think this is a huge deal that simply doesn't get the press that it should be getting here in the United States uh, for a few reasons. It's happening in another country. Right, so the U.S. is like, well, it's 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 Canada's problem, and it's not, and it's it's hockey, so sports coverage in the U.S. typically does not care a whole lot about hockey anyway. Um, and then three, sexual assault allegations are rarely handled appropriately here in the United States, so lack of coverage and and calling and caring here is just you know par for the course with this stuff. Yeah, so, and, and right. the so, thing is that why we should care is because again how many players came up through hockey canada like that's why we should care a ton of players in the nhl came up through this organization so they're going to keep being involved with developing these players that's we need to see some change here we need to see something fixed because that's not the way anybody wants their let's just say their kids as idols to be managed. Sorry, Bill, yeah. you were going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say to Kurt's point about, you know, why people in the U.S. don't care. How many people in the U.S. are aware that right now there is a major scandal breaking, uh, breaking news around the women's national soccer program in the U.S.? Right. The, our pride and joy when it comes to soccer, because our men can never win. Right. There's major news coming out about sexual abuse at all levels of that program. And it's, you know, I, I saw a couple of headlines in, in the athletic and not seeing a whole lot of coverage elsewhere. Uh, Ken Morris uh, in the YouTube chat says Hockey Canada is one of the lead stories in our national TV news, even bumping Putin and Ukraine and North Korea firing missiles over Japan. So yeah, yeah. it is getting the coverage in mm -hmm. Hockey Canada as well. In as Canada. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Rick, Rick Westhead, I, I want to give him kudos. He's He was one of the ones in the, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, the uh, Blackhawks oh, player. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. God. I feel like an idiot for not knowing his name. Beach. Uh, Kyle Beach. Yeah, Beach. Kyle Beach. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the ones that, that led that. He's leading the charge here, too. Uh, Grant Robertson, I know, from the Globe and Mail uh, has has had a couple stories. Susan Robertson. I just want to give as much credit as I can to these reporters who are actually reporting on the important parts of hockey that need to be reported on. Unfortunately, I hate saying that. Hockey should be... The fun and 
the fun, the love of the game. But unfortunately, you got these sick organizations that take advantage of of players and parents and kids, and and just let them let people get away with things they shouldn't. But I'm. Uh, I want to give kudos to the reporters and the journalists who are actually covering this kind of thing and letting people know what's going on with it and not letting us forget. Um, we got some comments in the YouTube chat here. Um, let's see back as far as, well, off topic a little bit. Uh, Matt Emilio, Emilio 12 uh, neighbors making the team guys. I think so. Oh yeah, I'd be shocked yep. if he doesn't. I said it last week. I think it's his spot to lose at yeah. this point. Uh, Ken Morris says there is a CBC special in the seventy-two Summit Series. You may need a VPN service. <laughs> um, man, some of those uh, oh the Summit Series and the that that Canada and Russia had. Oh, oh, mm. God. Yeah. Well, mm. but but here's the thing: it's fifty years. 50 year anniversary for the summit series right that's, that's yeah i've i've seen uh i've seen you know tweets and stuff about it but you know obviously here stateside we 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 don't get um you know the uh uh cbc offered uh, at least this far south um i have cousin who lives in detroit and they can get cbc windsor so they they get it but yeah down here it's tough to get we used to be, uh, I forget, I don't know if it was while we were on Spectrum or still DirecTV, but there was a channel that we used to be able to get the national, um, which is, a, you know, like the, the 60 minutes of Canada um, weekly news magazine show. Um, and we would have watched that occasionally, but can't find it here anymore. Yeah. So I, there was a, the, 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 the gymnastics scandal, the sexual abuse scandal in gymnastics mm-hmm. in the U.S., U.S. team that was that was a huge deal and that got covered in the U.S. because yeah. the U.S. gymnastics team was good, right? And mm-hmm. and the the top ones came out and spoke out against it, um, and then it happened to them. So that was that was huge news. I guess I guess you have to be good, uh, have a good national team to to hear about something going down. Although I guess you said Bill, the U.S. women's soccer team uh, is good, and they they're not covering that too much. Yeah. I- I'm hoping as the week draws out because it was a Becky Sauerbrunn came out yesterday um, with some very public comments about it, hoping that it picks up traction. Uh, Did by zero says, Hey guys, uh, Eastern time zone. I got to run. Well, you got to read his question first. Oh yeah. His, his question was since this is the geography hour, I got one for you. What is the oh. northernmost easternmost westernmost and southernmost state in the U.S. Northernmost is Maine. Is it not? Um, is it, that's nope. continental. Is Alaska? That's con- that's continental. Yeah, Alaska. It's Alaska. Alaska. Okay. And wouldn't uh, Alaska also be? Oh, Hawaii is probably the farthest west, right? Yep. Most southern. Southern. Is Florida's farther southern than Texas. Southern he I don't know. I don't understand this at all, but I don't understand geography. I never did well in that class. He says basically the answers are northern is Alaska. Let me see if I can get this right. Northern is Alaska. Eastern is Alaska. Uh wait, what? Western is Alaska. Uh and southern and s- is Hawaii. no western is Hawaii. 
Yeah. No, no, no. Oh my God! Really? Wait. Yeah. What? Hold so, on. northern, eastern, and southern is Alaska. Northern, eastern, and western is Alaska. Southern is Hawaii. How is that Alaska, eastern, and western? It, does it? I don't know. I really don't. Does it's it so confusing? It doesn't. It doesn't cross the dateline. Does it? No. Mm. That's that's Greenwich. No. Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. Greenwich is closer to. I don't know. My my head's about to explode. Europe. Because he says the answer is Alaska, 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 and Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii, I get. Northern Alaska, I get. So, yeah. Southern is and Eastern is Alaska. He's saying Southern is. Uh, let's see. Southern is Hawaii. Eastern, Western, and Northern is Alaska. Oh, Southern's mm. Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. How is that possible? You'll have to come back next week and explain yeah. it. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah, to find I am out the so confused by this. This hurts my head. I mean, he wouldn't say this about being sure, right? <laughs> I would hope. With, without having a source. Uh, Austin Lynch. Uh, I've heard of him. Uh, was at the game last night, and Jake Neighbors looked goo. I think you forgot the D there, Austin. Here we go. I'm pulling up an article on this right now. About the Alaska, Alaska? is the northernmost, easternmost, and westernmost state. Hawaii is the southernmost. So what's the what's the what's the catch with Alaska with being the most eastern? I don't I don't know. I'm so confusing. This is so confusing. I can't even talk. That's how confused I am. Because it's obviously east to west. It's if you're looking at a map, it's not. He says Alaska is the state that is the farthest north, east, and west. The reason Alaska can be considered the farthest both east and west is that the Aleutian Islands cross the 180 degree uh, meridian. See, I was thinking. I guess that doesn't. I guess that's not time. Okay, I was thinking time zones, uh, and it's. Ow, my head hurts. Stop. Interesting. Right. Stop. <laughs> it's much much farther west than the hundredth meridian, where the Great Plains begin. Huh. Okay. I'm just gonna start dropping random, tragically hip <laughs> lyrics into the show, and uh, see if anybody ever picks it up. I did not pick up. I knew it was something I wasn't getting. <laughs> I knew it wasn't a scientific thing. They just sporting out. Um, all right. Uh, anything else? We're going to wrap this show up. I don't see any other comments to cover here. I'm going to sit here and read about geography for the next four yeah, hours. Nebraska so. is the farthest Middle East state in the U.S. <laughs> Chris, Bray. <laughs> Chris Bray says today is Patrick Waugh and Mario Lemieux's birthday. Both 57. Yes. yes. That's uh, yeah, October 5th. I, I I used to know that by heart as a big Patrick Waugh fan growing up. Right there, uh, you got right there. Patrick Waugh in a box and then on the card. You oh, yeah. uh, podcast folks can't see that. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Jeff's uh, little uh, G.I. Joe Patrick Waugh doll. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny here. is a uh, friend of the show, my buddy Justin Wilson, um, he... Uh, he gave this to me on my birthday one year. 
He gave it to me on my, he was like, oh, hey, I got you this for your, you know, birthday, you know, number 33. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, number 33. And I'm like, you know, I'm turning 34 this year. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. It's still a good gift. He's a guy. Guys don't really keep track of that stuff too well. Yeah. That's what I, there you go. That's what I said. I was like, I don't care. It's still an awesome gift. Nice, Bill. Yeah. I want to get the rest of this series. Jeff's uh, Bill, Bill showing the uh, Patrick Waz uh, avalanche mask in a, in, a, yeah. in a box. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Austin they, uh, Lynch. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bill. As said, they didn't make enough of these. Should have been every mask available that year, but no. Dummies. Uh, Austin. Screwed. You do. Uh, not in a good way. Uh, no. Austin Lynch asks, uh, ponder any updates on the jerseys? Uh, yeah, for those of you that ordered uh, Let's Go Blues Radio jerseys, they are almost done. Um, and uh, I will be uh, hopefully getting those. My guess, Austin, is that you will be wearing one of those buttes at the Ponder Cup, but I don't want to promise that. Sounds so like will- supply chain problems. <clears throat> <laughs> Is it stuck on a? Is it stuck on a uh, cargo ship, anchored outside yes. the? Yeah, yes. the port of L.A. Outside the port of L.A. Yeah, L.A. 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 So I April first, uh, uh, Blues are in Nashville LA. for a noon Saturday. Back to back seasons, the Blues are in Nashville on a Saturday for uh, for a game. That's pretty cool. Was it <clears throat> Sunday or Saturday last year? It was we, Saturday. Should, it was Saturday. What did you guys do? Yeah. What'd you guys do for a room last time? Did you get a hotel? Did you do an Airbnb? What'd you do? Uh, I I booked uh, the Westin two blocks from the arena, and Kurt yeah, stayed a little further out. I had some friends a couple <laughs> a years ago. I want to say it was 2019. <laughs> I had some friends a couple of years ago who said they did an Airbnb. Uh, it was it was walking distance, but I think they took an Uber, uh, and apparently it was awesome. So maybe something to look into if we all we, go. I know uh, last year uh, we had we signed up for a credit card. Amy and I did, and uh, it was if you signed up for it, you got a gift card for a hundred dollars off uh, a stay at I forgot the hotel we stayed at, and we could, we each got one, and we could we could apply it both to the stay. So we got two hundred bucks off uh, our two night stay there, which was pretty cool. That was a good deal. So and I forgot the name of the hotel, but I wouldn't stay there again because it was just too far to walk. I want to walk there. Yeah. Bill had a great location. I yeah. I'm try the Western the Western was great. It was full of blues fans too. Um, yeah. And there's there's a great uh, great steakhouse. It was uh it was our anniversary weekend. So you know, you know, apart from driving through the snow to get there, um, yeah. Which I I thought you know snow would be a problem here, but it wasn't a problem until we got within fifty miles of Nashville. It's terrible, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great steakhouse. We, well, we got there before you did, and it didn't yeah. snow. Well, we saw some snow, I think, but it wasn't like accumulated or anything. It was yeah. just coming down a little bit, and you got yeah. hit hard. Yeah, yeah. We 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 texted that that whole way, and how angry I was about the late start we got because I knew that yeah. was going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> I remember yeah, we, we if, were drinking. We were drinking at the in the hotel bar. When I think you yeah. were coming down, I was like, "Yeah, we're, we've been here for a few hours." <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it's uh it all worked out in the end but yeah uh, yeah great if, game if, oh it's a good game yeah if, if uh oh great you know, game dedicated to go into it to this game um try to get the try to book the hilton that's directly across the street and actually you know what better. it just fills up get, real fast get tickets now i mean if if you're going get get tickets and get a hotel now because maybe that's maybe you get it cheaper before it goes i'm sure it'll go up you know, this maybe the game. one of us should get six tickets and we all sit together. Mm. Yeah, they have seven they, tickets. Austin. Yeah. Oh, apparently Austin wants to go. Yeah, you know they they have a top shelf area there, kind of like uh, Enterprise, but it was longer, and there was a shit ton of people there. It yeah. was like three people deep the whole way across this counter. It was it was like three times as big as uh, as the counter space at Enterprise, and there were. There were five times as many people there at Enterprise. It was it would have been cool to watch the game from there, the stand and watch, but I was like, oh, no, it's way too many people. Yeah. Yeah. I liked where we sat in the lower bowl. Try to get those again. Um, all right. Uh, FY April 2nd is Palm Sunday. Make sure you get to church. <laughs> Chris Bray <laughs> says, like, yeah, yeah, Chris, make sure to do that. Um the day after the I game. don't know what Palm Sunday is. Mm, you're obviously not a lapsed Catholic. I am not. Palm Sunday is not just a Catholic thing. It's a, mm. a Christian thing, right? Just all, okay. all denominations. Well, I don't Apparently think it's all, I was, but it's it's Church of Christ. I know that because it was uh it was a thing when I was uh now we you know celebrate it differently than Catholics do, but we didn't, we didn't. I don't yeah. think we brought out palms and laid them down the aisle in church. Back in my church days, Catholic and Protestant, apparently, which I was neither. Growing up, mm. oh, it's more than that though. And it's it's. Uh, yeah. I'm Are you saying, telling me the internet is lying to me? I'm is that telling what you're you. I was I was grew up Church of Christ, and we had Palm Sunday. So it's it's, it's, it's a it probably covers a number of Christian denominations. What does it celebrate? Uh, the 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 big palms. Jesus took a vacation to the Bahamas and laid under a palm tree. Wasn't that the, that was the, the uh, yeah? Wasn't it rising from the grave? Was that Palm Sunday? No, uh, no, no. You're all wrong. What is it? According to the internet, it is uh, honoring Jesus Christ's victorious entry into Jerusalem. That's right, because they laid palms down. Went to, from, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yep. It's been a long time since I've been yeah. to church. And this has been yeah. church talk. With Kurt, <laughs> Jeff, and Bill. This this is the this is like the most cultural <laughs> show that we've ever done. Geography yeah. and religion. There's people there's people listening to the podcast saying that are uh, never gonna you know, like yelling at the yelling at their their phone or their radio or whatever <laughs> they're listening to. It's like you idiots what Palm Sunday is. You know what Palm Sunday is? <laughs> no, I don't. I stopped caring a long time ago. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Mm. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Uh, which Austin Lynch says, which section is the Predators diehard fan section? It's 313, right? He's right. I yeah, think he's right. I'm, I'm checking sure right. now. I'm pretty sure. 303. 303, that's mm-hmm. right. 303. So it's, yeah. I didn't I didn't remember hearing. Did you remember hearing 303, Bill, when we were there? Um, uh, All I remember hearing there was, I didn't think people outside of Nashville could buy tickets to this game. It's stupid. <laughs> Why are there so many Blues fans here? 
<laughs> what what was the name that you said the guy behind you kept getting wrong? Uh, Russo. It was Russo. Russo. Yeah. <laughs> Russo. That's right. Russo. Russo you Billy, suck. Billy Russo. Yeah. yeah, there was a there was actually a really nice fan in front of us. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, no. He was uh, he was asking us questions about why Bennington wasn't playing, um, yep. stuff like that, and uh, he was very. But it, it was it was. He was he was a nice guy. He was telling us about you know he he's a season ticket holder and he was just uh, real nice to talk to. And most yeah. most national fans we talked right. to were great, super great. Right, yeah. The, the the people right around us who were all season ticket holders and they were great. You know, just you know, uh, it, it was funny because they were questioning us like we were new hockey fans. Like, <laughs> wait. You're Do you know in who Nashville. I am? <laughs> You're in Nashville. I I went to my first Blues game in 1979. Don't <laughs> your team? Nobody would have ever thought there was a hockey team here until 2000. So that was kind of funny. But no, there there were just a few um, drunk idiots like in every arena. Um, yep. You know, a couple rows behind us. That that was the guy that was yelling Russo sucks or Russo you suck. But Man, the bars after the the game went out, holy shit, they were so packed, so packed. <laughs> with blues fans. With blues fans, <laughs> it was, was great, best. and it was funny because, and all night long too, because we went from bar to bar, and every bar, if you've never been, every bar in Nashville has uh, a band playing or someone singing. It's it's, and they take requests, right? And whenever the everywhere blues you went, glory. Yeah, when it well, whenever the blues are in town, they and they commented this. They say whenever the blues are in town, all the blues fans request Gloria. And yep. none of those fuckers knew how to play Gloria. But a couple of them said, we're going to learn how to play it for next year because we get so many requests for Gloria. So we have to go back and test them. Right. Right. It's it funny because we asked for Gloria one time and uh, and she laughed. She goes, that's like the fifth request for Gloria we've had today. And it's from blues fans because and it happens every time you guys are here. <laughs> so learn it. Yeah, I know. Right. Be a good host. Yeah, it was the, the bar with the uh, Cadillac hanging on the wall. That's the one that the the one of the singers said that uh, she was gonna learn it for next year. I don't know if they always play there that specific bar or what, but that's the bar I was in when she said that. Something tells me there's a lot of band turnover at bars in Nashville. Probably, but how what we found out during the game that everybody can fucking sing in that town. Damn straight. That that but, military guy. Oh my god. <laughs> killed. He killed it with yeah. I believe it a thing called love. Like, that That's was, a hard that was song the, to sing. That was one of the best performances I've seen. I wasn't paying attention and I thought they were pumping it in through the speakers. The actual song. Oh, he did a great no. job. Yeah. I looked up, I'm like, That's a guy singing. And he's wearing right. camouflage. <laughs> right. In the military. So weird. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's shut her down. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up episode two of season 11 
of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you, which is a lot. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend